Today, I'm happy to have on the show Astrid Lotma. She's the CEO of Canvas AI. They're an art platform that connects artists with art lovers. And we're just talking about the early struggles and adapting and survival in a quick changing industry. So what did you have to go through when you were getting this business going? First of all, very personally, I'm, I went to this journey as a single mom. And I was, I'm very passionate about art and technology. I think that's the main thing that drove me. And I was very lucky to have team, same mind, like-minded. And, but yes, building a blockchain was very complex work and it took us quite long time. So when we can, when we got the finance by investors, that was blockchain. And, and so it took eight months to build it. And once we launched, it was just the time when all this crypto world went down and the war was already influencing this market and, and then of this really as a artwork lost their value in the way how it started. So, so it was very challenging and really very fast had to reevaluate everything. And, and I lost half of my team because I was not able to pay for them and we didn't make enough money and that was really challenging and still on that journey, but, but we, we managed and it's all about the, let's say for me, it was a big lesson to not put everything and all your business model in, in one direction. You also have to have all the time, like alternative and keep it in your back in your mind that it's okay to fail also if it doesn't work out and have a, okay, how we can survive and how can we even stand by and not burn our company. So that has been really challenging. And, and yes, today I see NFT technology and uh, all this Web3 totally different way when I saw it, let's say two years ago. So what have you done to reinvent the business? Now we are going to the fractional model. That's one thing that we are doing. So I know in the States, there is this company called Masterworks EO. They don't work with, with blockchain. They work only in contemporary art, but that's the thing. We looked NFT just as another medium. So we didn't work only NFTs. We also kept working with the physical artworks and with, with digital artworks without NFTs. So this kind of uh, keeps us alive. And then now uh, what we see also for what well, NFTs as the digital certificates. So we really very fast uh, try to give NFT a different function than just to mean as an artwork to use this artwork. Currently we use NFTs as a fundraise project. So artists can fund their physical exhibition through NFT sales and that's really popular. So that's one thing that we are doing at the moment, mostly. So let's say you have a very great project coming and, and for artists it's the crucial time when they prepare for some kind of exhibition. Let's say they have already signed up a contract with a gallery and the exhibition is going to take place, let's say, six months from now. And artists have to prepare for that exhibition. But it's the time when they can't do side works, when they lack of money and they need to provide the materials and stuff. So that's where NFTs can come in and people can uh, support them by buying their NFTs. That's uh, one, one way how we use NFTs today. So have you found this new model is picking the business back up? Yes, it is. It is. And we are more open for different uh, projects. At the beginning, we were very strict that everything had to be 
only contemporary art, only professional artists, but now we also have, let's say, animation projects. We also have a music projects. So we have, we are open for more different kinds of art forms. It's still struggling, but it's getting there slowly. So you just have to adapt and, and not, yes, I think you can't, what my lesson was that you can't really, you have to be flexible. You have to bend and you have to really fast learn the new ways and, and change your, even the passion or the idea you had at the beginning. And then, of course, take care of your mental health as a founder, as a CEO, that was most challenging for me, because it's not easy. Are you bootstrapping this business or did you raise capital? No, we haven't raised at the moment. We are working with a new business model. We are open for the, say we have seed round, so we are looking, but we are, well, in our business. We started without funding, so that was the thing. So we didn't, like most of the Web3 industries I know around here, they started with, during the boom, they get a lot of investors on board and then they burned the money. And now it's very difficult for them to keep on going. So we did a little bit differently. We didn't raise the money. I had my own network and my own background from the art world, so we kept our team. As I said at the beginning, we have very lucky with the team and my co-founder, he's also like data scientist and we have very strong in-house uh, tech team and then my background in art. So we didn't raise money at the beginning. We built up the model and then we raised money just a little bit to build the blockchain. And then of course it's not the right time to raise money for any Web3 project. And I think it's still not the time yet. So we're like, try to we are trying to build a little bit new traffic with this new business model until we, we are raising money. So it's, you have to get, be careful with that also, like what you put out there and test the market before and find perfect fit. So what are your practices to test the market? What would you like to see to where you say, okay, now I'm ready to really raise money? Of course, first you have to. You take your first projects, you test them, you test the artist side, you see what's the challenges and what's the problem. And then you start to communicate it out. Luckily we have the clients, we have the collectors who say, okay, this is something that I'm not into that. This is something we tried so many different things at the beginning. We had first, we worked like just a platform to, to sell art. Now we are more like a platform to offer technology. And also at the moment we are working with AI. It's a, it's a thing that's very popular and I see, you know, everything goes in that direction. So if you want to survive, you really have to not to be afraid and, and we work, work with that. So, and partner up with different companies. And that's another thing that we are doing, partnering up with different startups and how we can support each other to cross marketing. And, and that's been very helpful. So once we have enough revenue. Then we start to raise money because at least I personally think that's the most wise idea. Yeah, you want to prove the concept and really make yes. sure it's the right business model for you. Yes. Right? It makes sense. More founders should do it like yes. that. Yes. Of course, there is a pressure and then I have to do sites jobs and I also work part in the gallery and do advisory work and all these things. It can be a lot on a lot in your plate, but as a founder, yeah, you have to have this. Like I said, I was all, almost, I burned myself out. I was in that point where I didn't even want to see my computer and I had like anxiety. Okay, what well, I do, I can't, but, and keep your team. And what we did, like 
the main team members who always were with us from the beginning. So we gave them like option pools so they get the shares instead of uh, salary. And so you have to be flexible so, because for me, it's the team and your own energy because it's a long marathon in that world and that is not. And then that's what I learned also for other Web3 companies. They put all in and then they just um, died out. They didn't have anything left and people were motivated so, by money. Yeah. So if our listeners wanted to learn more about Canvas and reach out, how could they do so? Yes. So they, well, they, they have at the moment two pages. As I said, we didn't put everything to that blockchain. We do have a canvas.ai and then we have nft.canvas.ai. And then, uh, so there are these two pages and we keep them separately because what also happened, like uh, a lot of uh, payment gateways and bank started to close their uh, service when you trade with crypto. So that was another the hard decision what I had to do because at the beginning we had, we accepted crypto for physical paintings also so that you share, so you could buy art with crypto so you could put one investment to another so you didn't have to take money out in between and it was really convenient for our clients and investors who are looking art as an investment uh, glass and now we had to close that gate for physical art so that we could have bank links and and keep the blockchain totally separate so yes i'm hustling <laughs> like that um a lot of artists also, they are afraid of uh, blockchain. They didn't want to go in that. They were like screening the headlines in, but they don't understand the technology. They just go for the mainstream news and got scared of that. But it's not so simple. Of course, blockchain is a technology and it has a lot, so much benefits for uh, digital art, for photography, for video art, for music. And that's one thing. And the other thing is we already built the technology and we do have our own blockchain. So we look what, how we can how else we can use this uh, blockchain, how we can sell that to the different companies. Because in Nordics and Baltics, we are only one we are, who have Tesla's blockchain. So there's no one else. There are a lot of Ethereum, Polygon, all, all other, but unique. The thing is that we have Tesla's uh, and now we are looking towards gaming industry and trying to connect this animator and, and writers and creative film industry. So also like to sell or rent your technology. It's a, this kind of game for me. Thank you, Astrid, for coming on the show. And thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.